0: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal
1: Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. So good to be with you today. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Earlier today, I opened up an email on my phone. Do you ever have this happen to you? And I think there are there are some reasons why this happened that I think are easy to figure out. But then there's some that are just weird. And is it a coincidence? Is something else going on? I get an email, and it's about logos for this program. So we're getting ready to do some social media. Maybe we'll have some you know mugs for you and those kinds of things. Some fun stuff. So I open up this email about logos. And, okay, the logo is ready for, for the mug. And then within the next 30 minutes, I would say I get a text, a random spam text. And it says... Logo company and there's a logo company advertising itself. Get your logo designed for just twenty three dollars and then respond yes. And I'm going. Is it reading my email? Is my phone hacked? Is this just a weird coincidence that I just opened up an email about logos? And it's different because it's a text, right? I I get it. If the way computers work, if you were like on Amazon searching a product, um, you're going to get ads based on that product because the computer's reading that and that's how the ads work, right? Or if you're talking about it specifically, I don't know how this works with a text. I think even weirder, have you ever had this happen to you where the weird thing that happens is you're just thinking about something and suddenly there's a commercial for it. Do you ever have those kinds of coincidences happen? What do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Is it coincidence? Is it God? Is it just science and odds? How does it work? And I'm thinking about this also, not only because this happened, but there was an article in the LA Times today about this. Strange coincidences. It asks, are they fluke events or are they acts of God? I think that we have lots of coincidences in our life. And I'll tell you off the top, I've noticed this as a pastor for all these years. When people are praying, there seems to be a lot more coincidences. And that sounds like a cliche, but I think that many of you have experienced that same thing, that when Christians pray, coincidences start happening. I think that's the bumper sticker version of that. Um, Have you experienced strange coincidences? And what do you attribute them to? Is it just the odds of things happening, or does it have deeper meaning from the Lord? 888 528 528 2557 I think, you know, when you go through your life, you you find that certainly things happen because you you get to know people, you know, you, you move to a new town, you get to know new people, they have an impact on their life, on your life, those things happen. But it seems like there's, there are coincidences to me that... Really, are the Lord revealing His His plan for our life in some way? Does that make sense to you? Where I think we we got to be really careful with this because I think that a lot of believers, a lot of people in general, sort of superstitiously take the events that happen during life and assume there might be some kind of meaning for them, even when it's not. Okay, you got to be you got to be really careful. And what I would say is you know if it's the lord revealing something everything that happens will be number 1 outside of your control number 2 it will be it will it will be clearly something truthful that happens not something that is just a feeling not something that is just sort of a uh, an idea do you have any coincidences in your life that you think are are acts of god i've got a bunch of them and you know it's it's something where it usually happens at a time when I'm asking God to do something or I'm at a place where I'm unclear about the next steps in life. And uh, this article in the in the Times today talks about a, a very interesting thing that happened to a guy named Dr. Bernard Bateman, or Bateman, must be Bateman, and, uh, he found himself hunched over in the kitchen sink, uh, in his old Victorian house in San Francisco, choking uncontrollably, and he wasn't eating or drinking. So there was nothing to cough up. And yet for several minutes, he couldn't catch his breath or swallow. The next day, his brother called to let him know that 3000 miles away in Wilmington, Delaware, his father had died and he had bled into his throat, choking on his own blood at the same time that Bateman's mysterious episode was going on. Um... You know, that is a a weird experience and people have those kinds of things all of the time. And so this Dr. Bateman created something called the Coincidence Project where people share their coincidence stories uh, about different things that happen in life. And the research is saying that what's very interesting thing is that people are divided about the significance of these things. And I would understand that. I think you got to be really careful about overdoing it and looking into it. But I think sometimes... God is moving. Like, have you ever prayed and suddenly God brings someone to mind and you decide to call them and they really needed you to call them at that moment? Uh, that happens to my wife all the time. My wife is a is a scary prayer when it comes to that. I used to have this car and it didn't have air conditioning and it was just kind of beat up anyway. And I used to leave the windows down and I would leave them down sometimes all the way. Like it wouldn't have been a terrible thing if someone had stolen that car. Um, I didn't, I never left the keys in it. But, um, <clears throat> I left them on the ground next to the door. No, I never did that either. But, you know, my wife didn't like that because if it ever were to rain, and especially here in Southern California on a day like today, we get skeptical about the rain. looks like it's going to rain, but it ain't coming down yet. And, uh, and it suddenly just appears some days, right? So my wife never liked that though, because she always thought, well, the, uh, windows are, if they're rolled down and it rains and the whole car is going to get wet on the inside. Um, and I always left them down. And this was kind of early in our marriage. And it really bugged her when she'd come home and see the windows of my cars down. And finally, one time she goes, I'm going to stop asking you about this. And instead, I'm going to pray that God will make it rain and flood your car right out. And you know what's funny about that with my wife is that my God, God seems to answer those prayers for my wife. <laughs> and I went right outside and I rolled up my window. Just the fact that she would pray that, I thought, you know what? If she's going to pray that God in His sense of humor, wanting me to be a uh, um, a husband who respects his wife, um, I might disagree about whether or not those windows should be down. But you know, if it bugs her, it's really not that big of a deal for me to go right roll them up. Uh, and I did, and uh, I never experienced the uh, the tremendous flood in the car that I think was coming because of her prayer. Christy and I um, had lots of coincidences in just getting to know each other. I mean, we were living in a big city and before we really knew each other, we would run into each other at strange places around town and we'd run it. We'd be getting gas at the same time at the same gas station and kind of say hello. We would see each other in different places. In fact, one time I sat next to her. This was, this was a long time before we were dating. We were sort of just vaguely aware of each other. And I sat next to her at a play and the thing is, is, at this play, the awkward thing was she was on a date with a friend of mine. And I remember walking down the aisle and seeing her sitting there and realizing my seat would be next to her and then seeing my buddy on the other side of her going, oh, he's probably embarrassed because uh, I'm not the only one of his friends who's showing up here to his date. I was with a whole bunch of people that he knew. Now, the the harder part for me was the girl I was dating at the time was actually in the play and I was arriving with a bunch of her friends. And um, I have to tell you that I sat next to Christy in that play, who was on a date with the friend of mine on the other side of her, and I was sitting with friends of my current girlfriend who was in the play. And for the first act of that play, Christy and I laughed our head off. We had a great time together. And we laughed, and we joked about things, and it was one of the best times I've ever had uh, watching a play. And it was also obviously creating a serious problem. My buddy over there was very upset at this. <laughs> he was fine later. It was all fine. Um, but I could see that. And then I'm realizing I'm in a really awkward position here. So in the intermission, I moved. <laughs> I, did. I thought, this is not good. I'm going to change seats. And uh, I did. And we had those kinds of things that later on, when we became friends, and when we got to know each other, and when we eventually started to date, we thought God brought us together in all those different ways. All these different places where we just, there were multiple places where we happened to run into each other, happened to see things. And you have to ask yourself, is God really doing that? Or is there just a, a certain kind of of mathematical equation that says in a town of this many million people where you have this many people who are Christians, who might have similar friends who might go to similar churches, who are of the similar age, what are the odds that you're going to run into the same person all the time there's a science behind that, right? so there is a debate that's part of what this article is about. I'm wondering what you think about this. Do you have coincidences in your life, and what do you think about it? Is it God? Have you noticed a great coincidence when you started to pray and God brought things? into your life. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. By the way, later on this hour, we're going to be giving away Johnny Cash tickets again. And uh, I'm going to have your chance to wear, to win a pair, not wear a pair of tickets, but you will win a pair of tickets to see the new Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon movie. It will be in theaters throughout Southern California this coming Monday, December 5th and Tuesday, the 6th, Wednesday, the 7th, Monday through Wednesday next week. And you can get more ticket information right now at kkla.com. Later on this hour, this hour, we will take your calls uh, and I'll give away those tickets. So stay tuned for that. So we're talking about coincidence. Maybe it's a coincidence that you might win those tickets and you just happen to be thinking about Johnny Cash. And you're like, why am I thinking about Johnny Cash? Oh, there's a Johnny Cash movie. How about that? In this article, it talks about how there is a division about you know whether or not anything is a coincidence and it quotes the the infinite monkey theorem you know what that is the infinite monkey theorem states that uh, a monkey just hitting keys at random on a typewriter randomly for an infinite amount of time will eventually produce the whole works of shakespeare very unlikely but not completely you know out of the question and you know people get coincidences all the time with the and i think there's an advertising technique it's weird when you're thinking about it but but you know, advertisements are there and you're, especially on the internet now, they do have a profile of you. Did you know you you can go on Google and figure out what their profile is of you. They probably know your age, how many kids you have, whether you're married or single, what your interests are, what your religion is, what your, you know, what kinds of things you're in. It's all there. And they'll tell you actually what's there. It's creepy. Uh, so the, the ads, I don't know if they're a coincidence or not, but I think that sometimes thinking of somebody that you ought to call and then having that person call you unexpectedly, I think that happens a lot. Um, this this study talks about this all the time, and it even talks about big issues where coincidence is happening. It says, for example, the COVID-19 pandemic is largely believed to have begun when a virus jumped from an animal host to a human at a wet market in Wuhan, China. And then it says, is it also just staggering coincidence that at Wuhan there is a lab facility that studies coronaviruses? And then it says the question has driven scientific decisions in examining alternative pathways to the origin of the virus, whether or not the second explanation, meaning that it came out of the lab, is just a coincidence or a viable alternative. Casual explanation is now a matter of considerable scientific, public and international debate and controversy. It's an interesting thing, right, is that we don't actually know for sure whether this virus just came from uh, uh, an animal animal host to human in Wuhan, or if it came out of that lab. You know, I always think somebody might have left the door open. Like, hey, Bob, did you change the, did you close the door? Oops. That might have happened. The thing is, we don't know, but the fact that we would argue about it is because it's a strange coincidence. You have to admit that even if it didn't come out of that lab, it's a crazy coincidence, right, that there would be that lab there. What are the odds? It's an interesting thing about coincidence. Do you have coincidence in your life? What do you think of them? 888-528-2557. Jackie in Compton, welcome to Southern California Live. Jackie, are you with me? Hello? Hi, Jackie, go ahead.
3: Oh, hi. Um, I wanted to, I think this is a coincidence. Um, I was going through a really hard time in my life. I wasn't really going to church. I'm a believer in the Lord, but I was going through difficulties. And there was one night that it was really bad for me. And I, in the past, I was a drinker. So I went to the liquor store. I bought a six pack of beer and I was gonna sit in my car and drink it. I was gonna walk home of course, but I was just gonna sit there and drink it. And um I started praying. Instead of opening the bottle, I started praying. Mm. And I thought, you know, I wasn't in church. I didn't know, I don't know why this popped in my head. But I remember Calvary Chapel was had a service on that day. It was a Thursday, 7 o'clock. And I remembered that. And I was actually wanting to go to church. So when I was praying, I, 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 that popped in my head. So I, I literally told the Lord in my prayer, you know what, Lord, I'm putting this in my trunk. I'm not drinking it. I want to go to church. I'm going to drive. And if I can get no red light the whole way I'm there, I am going to just go in church. Hmm. And that's a, exactly. And I've I've driven that way before and I've always had and it's about a 2 mile drive and I've always had red lights always cuz it's very busy. And it was just pure green light the whole way even to turn into the parking lot. I didn't have to wait. It was like I got guided in. And since that day, since that day I've been going to church reading my Bible more, and I love sharing the story because I believe that that was God, that God just, yes, my child, come back to church. Yes, my child, I'm taking care of you. I believe that with all my heart, and I love sharing the story. I believe I shared it before, but really quick, Mm. so I wanted to call again. But I think that's a coincidence, isn't it?
1: It's a coincidence (laughs) that seems like maybe God's involved, doesn't it? What are the odds that you would have all of that happen at the right time and that service would be there? All those pieces come together. I think that's what the Lord does. I'm glad for this story, Jackie. Yes,
3: thank
1: you. Yeah. 888-528-2557. Any coincidences that have happened in your life? How do you explain them? Is it the Lord or is it just the odds uh, of something happening? 888-528-2557. Jennifer in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live.
4: I I know my story is definitely God, definitely. Um, when the pandemic was at its they, when it was really bad, uh, I had a boss. When the COVID shots came out, who really demanded that all of us get shot, and um, if we didn't, we were going to get fired and I was prepared to be fired. And I was pushing back, I was the only one, a very small company, Um, I was pushing back. I said, I'm not comfortable with it yet. I I don't want to do it. And literally out of the blue, and I'm the only one to this day that this has has happened in this office. um, She said, work from home. Hmm. And that's it. I'm the only one that she let work from home. I was prepared to get fired. And just all of a sudden, and and I don't want to talk about the particulars of my job, she made a way for me to do it because it's unheard of. She made a way for me to do what I do at home and hasn't bothered me since.
1: Now, do you feel like your your boss did that on purpose to protect you, or is it just a a coincidence that all of a sudden this policy allowed you to do that?
4: Yeah, I believe all of a sudden this policy allowed me to, to definitely do it because everybody had their shots, and I said, I'm not going to get it. I, I guess I'll have to be fired. And I remember, because I love, I still have the job. It's my morning job. I work a couple of different jobs. And I, I was really heartbroken and, and almost devastated because I wasn't prepared to get that shot, and she made it very clear, no shot, then you're going to have to be fired, and I'll find somebody else. And I hadn't worked for her that long for her to make the way that she did for me. And so she made the way um, and I do my morning job from home and everybody else has to go into the office. I know that, you know, they're not very happy about it, but um, she made this way for me. And the way her personality is and what I do, it's almost unheard of for me to be doing what I do from home. Hmm. But she let me do it from home. She made that way and hasn't bothered me since.
1: Well, that's an amazing story. So you would say that the Lord provided that?
4: Oh, definitely. And- because I, was, I would cry and pray, oh, a big chunk of my income is going to be taken away. What am I going to do? How am I going to you know support the family? How am I going to do my part. I was really upset about it, because this morning job is a large portion of my money. And out of the blue, she just found somebody to say, you know, you got to do the technical stuff, you need to go to her house and work it out so she can just work from home.
1: Well, that's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. I think that a lot of people thank you for sharing that, Jennifer. I appreciate that very much. You know, I think that we, we can actually see these things. I happen to believe that God is acting this way in our life, not all the time. I think we got to be careful. I think God's always active. I want to be careful about that, right? I don't want to overplay it. You got to be careful with uh with uh, taking the Lord's name in vain. Okay? What that actually means is you know, saying that God said something that he didn't actually say. You got to be really careful about that. At the same time, I think we have this sense and maybe sometimes it's not something that you can really share because it's sort of between you and God or whatever the cir- circumstances, but maybe you really believe it that God is working in our life to bring things together at that ro- that moment. I believe God does that for sure. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live, Ken in Los Angeles. Welcome to so- SoCal Live.
5: Yes, I I'm reminded by a verse in Jeremiah 10:23 that says, "I know, O Lord, that the way of man is not in himself, that it is not man who walks to direct his steps." I've always believed that verse because it comes in Jeremiah not long when he speaks after of course he knows the plans that he has for us. I do not really want to believe in coincidences. I believe God is in control,
1: yeah, and it's much better to believe he's in control than to believe he's not in control that is correct, right uh pretty scary if he's not in control. Ken, thank you so yep, much sure. uh for your sure. call with that you know is there a, is there a place where it matters a lot i mean we I think we have to acknowledge the lord with with everything that happens, but is are things orchestrated in such a way that this is, this is what's going to happen, or is God supernaturally acting when it comes to certain circumstances like this, especially in ways where you might feel motivated to pray for somebody, or you're in distress and you pray for something, and then it happens in a, a completely specific way? 888-528-2557 is the number. Paula in Oxnard, welcome to Southern California Live. Thank you. Go ahead, Paula. Um, I
4: want to share. I want to share a story. Um, my husband and I, when our kids were small, we were driving in a mountain road, a dirt road, trying to find wood. It was the end of wooding season, and we were behind on getting our wood for the season, and we relied on it for the heat for our house. And it was slim pickings. We couldn't find the wood anywhere. Normally, when you find it, they're downed trees, and my husband would have to cut cut it up in the size of the fireplace with his chainsaw. And so he was getting kind of frustrated. And I said to the kids, you guys, we have to pray about it. And so the kids and I prayed and my husband kind of looked at me with these eyes, like, oh, really? He's going to, God's going to give me wood. And we literally came around this corner and not only did we find a bunch of wood, but it was already pre-cut in the size that fit into our fireplace. And there was tons of it everywhere.
1: That's amazing. Now, when you found that, did somebody the next day, wake up and discover they were missing a bunch of wood?
4: No, it was it was a place to be. It just so happened that they bucked it up for us, and we didn't do it. It was my husband's like, okay, all right, I, I, yeah, I'm see, believing. You
1: you pray like my wife probably. Where oh, she's praying it's going to happen, and um, that's a good deal. That's really good. Thanks for sharing that story, Paula. 8885282557 we're talking about coincidences and whether it's god or is it just is it just the science of numbers uh things that happen where all of a sudden Things come together in our life that just happen to be at a particular moment in time. i got to take a break, and I'll come back for your calls. Also, in uh, the next segment, we're going to give away Johnny Cash tickets, uh, j- movie tickets to Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon movie. So stay tuned for that. It'll be in theaters this coming Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I'll give you more information as we get back. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Froe, your host. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about coincidences that maybe you've had in your life that are part of your story. Is it God or is it just something that happens because of uh, circumstance? But things that have had great meaning, whether it's a uh, change in your life or maybe something that brought you closer together with family or or made you aware of something that you weren't aware of that you needed to be. 888-528-2557 is the number. Pat in Commerce, welcome to Southern California Live.
5: Yeah, hi, Scott. I appreciate you taking my call. And I first off, I just want to say how much I appreciate your thought process as you go through the different subjects that you bring up daily. Well, thank you very much, Pat. Anyways, the subject today, um, I was really blessed um, by God, uh, several uh, a long time ago, uh, my I had been divorced and I was di- dating the scene, and I just got very frustrated with it all. And I finally said, "I'm done dating. I'm going to leave it alone. I'll leave it in God's hands and not worry about it." And I asked God, "If you bring, if a woman comes in my life, I know you send her, and she'll be the one that I, uh, I know to marry." And lo and behold, within uh, two weeks, it was somebody that I knew, and one thing led to another, and we've been together now 22 years. And a matter of fact, she brought me back closer to the to the Lord than I ever have been, because I wasn't a church church goer. I believed in God, but I didn't. Uh, I I just. Didn't feel that I needed to go to church, and you know, she brought all that back into my life. And she wasn't a church goer when we we first got together, so go figure.
1: Yeah, that's how the Lord works. That's a great story, Pat. Thank you for sharing that. You know, uh, you know, my my wife, we Christy, we were. I don't know if she wants me telling all these stories, but I'm I'm going to. <laughs> she uh, she once told me that she decided that she was just going to be a single woman for God, and we were friends at that that period of time. And I remember thinking, you're not gonna be single forever, but we were getting a little older and uh, she had made that decision. And uh, shortly after that, the Lord brought her and I together. And I remember, you know, the thing is about, often the things that we really want to see happen in our life, sometimes God won't do it until we surrender to him. I used to tell people that um, you'll know when you're ready to be married, when you're ready to be single, when you are ready to not compromise the big things, when you're ready to be right with God, even if that means you don't get certain things you want to have happen in your life, and then suddenly God starts to answer some of those prayers because he wants you to be right with him first, which, by the way, makes for a better marriage and just like our caller said, uh, draws you a little closer together. Uh, Roslyn in Orange, welcome to Southern California Live.
5: Hi,
4: Scott,
1: how are you? I'm good, Roslyn.
4: Okay, um, I was just thinking about this. Um, My husband died about almost eight years ago. And um, I remember four months later, the cat who belonged to the people in the front house also died and she was kind of close to us. And so when she died, the the couple in the front house uh, contacted me through a letter. But before that, I had been praying saying, God, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Can you, you know, I know Pippi's gone, the cat, and so, so is Jeff. And I said, can you please tell him I said hi. So the next day I get this card in my front door from the people in the front house. And it says, hi, Roz. Thanks for taking such good care of me. Um, love to be the cat. P.S. Just says hi. And I said, thank you, God. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> see, <awesome. laughs>
1: that's a wild experience, really. You know, it, it's, it's uh, yeah. it's an amazing, amazing thing. Um, and I think people really uh, begin to see that there are things that the Lord's in control of, um, He's in control of everything, right? But there are times when we actually see that, I think, in a a richer way. Thank you for your call, Rosalind. You know, the thing is about our stories. We all have a story, and it's different. And, you know, I think we need to embrace our story because it is God's story in our life, wherever we've been, even the bad stuff, and that God wants to redeem it. And I believe that he puts people in our life later who need to hear our story because it matches them or it, it will help them get through something or draw them to the Lord. And one of the reasons that we're excited about this Johnny Cash movie that's coming out is because Johnny Cash, you know, obviously he's a music icon. He's somebody who's famous, but he's got a story, and he's got a story in Christ. And this movie that's coming out called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of of an American Icon, it's about his redemption. It's about his turning his life back to Christ. He grew up as a, you know, in church, but uh, he was away from it for a long time. And, uh, he came forward in a church service and rededicated his life to the Lord at one point and everything in his life changed. And the interesting thing is God is still using him. There's a whole lot of coincidences that went on in Johnny Cash's life. And that's part of what the story is about. And I think that there's a reason the story, this movie's being released now, because I think that there are people who need to hear it. Um, and they're going to go to this and they're going to think it's a coincidence that it came out and, uh. Maybe there's somebody that you would invite and you want to take to this movie. I sat down with Greg Laurie. Greg Laurie is, Pastor Greg Laurie is in this movie. In fact, at the end of it, he actually gives a, uh, an altar call and invites people to come to faith. And that's a great way. Here's a clip from an interview that I did with Greg Laurie on this movie a couple of weeks ago.
2: You know, it's a funny thing. To sinners, Cash was a saint. But to saints, he was sometimes thought as a, thought of as a sinner. The reality, we can take uh, he was, well, more calls on that. He was a sinner, admittedly so, but he was a saintly man, a godly man who loved the Bible. When he was at the pinnacle of his fame, Scott, on his television show, he wanted to talk about Jesus. He had gospel singers, gospel songs. He even brought Billy Graham on his show, and the people that were running the show didn't like that one bit. Right. And then after the show canceled because they didn't like a Stand for Christ, he went out and took that, that notoriety that he had, and he made a film about Jesus called The Gospel Road. Johnny Cash is an icon. Not everybody is an icon. Right. There are certain people from days gone by that are largely forgotten. You know, we don't hear a lot about Clark Gable or Alan Ladd or others that were very popular in their day, but certain people transcend time. Elvis Presley is one. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, Monroe is another Steve McQueen would be even another, and Johnny Cash. He's timeless, and new generations discover him. And so to young kids, they see him as a cool guy. I mean, there are people that get tattoos of Johnny Cash, you know? (laughs) So, yeah, he is someone that is just kind of always there, even though he's been gone for a time. And his music is still there, and it just keeps being played over and over again. Like I said, new, new generations discover him. I think young people will love this film as we follow his life in real time. I think older folks will love it as well. But I'm using Johnny's life as sort of a testimony. You know, one of the most effective evangelistic tools we have is our personal story. Tell people how we came to Christ. Well, I'm taking the testimony of cash and using it to tell a bigger story, the story of Jesus and how Jesus can redeem people and transform people and deliver people from addiction and and forgive them after they've made big mistakes. And Johnny made many. He he was heartbroken over the failure of his first marriage and, and all the problems it caused for him and his children and his wife and, and so forth. But God forgave him and gave him second chances, and, and that's the takeaway truth of this film. It's a very entertaining film, beautifully done, and uh, I think people are going to love it. It's a fathom event, so it'll be in theaters nationwide, so see if it's in a theater near you. And at the end, I'm going to do a gospel presentation, and I will even have a prayer. A person could pray where they would ask Christ to come into their life. So if you want to get tickets, you go to harvest.org slash tickets. What's your favorite Johnny Cash song? Oh, my. Uh, I like so many. Of course, I like Ring of Fire, Walk the Line. But uh, I think my favorite Cash songs are the ones he did later in his career. Mm. I love The Man Comes Around. I love Rusty Cage. Um, there's so many that it was like toward the end of his life. And as he got more sick and even had trouble breathing, I still thought those songs were so powerful. Rick Rubin, who produced him in that later phase of his career, just stripped it down and got back to Johnny and his guitar with a little bit of production and other things that Rick added so artistically, so effectively. But, but I guess if I pick one song, It would. Well, Hurt was amazing, too. That was made into a video. Yes. But I love the man comes around.
1: It's a great song. And you're right. His right up to the end. There's something about his ability to just the way he speaks in his songs. You can't help but listen. And they're so simple and so meaningful. And I think that is a reflection of his life and what Jesus did in his life and is still doing with his story thanks to this movie.
2: Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he sort of was the voice of America. You know, he just sounded so American the way he spoke. Chris Christopherson said, Johnny Cash was like Abraham Lincoln with a wild side. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a great explanation of
1: Johnny Cash. Well, I thank you for doing this movie. I think it's going to impact a lot of people for the gospel. I think people are... we've gone through a period in time in our our country, we're going through it, where there's so much of a lack of hope and so much um, sense, a sense of despair. And I think people have a personal despair where there's no room for it to express. This is a great movie to let people know uh, that God loves you.
2: Yes. And I think that, you know, telling stories like this is a great way to reach people because there's people, you know, that Might never go to church with you, even if you ask them. Right. But if you say, hey, I got tickets for this cash documentary, let's go, they may do that. Yep. You know, they can get their popcorn and milk dots or whatever they like to eat and take their seat, and it's going to tell the story of Johnny in real time. But when we get to that part where his faith kicks in, that is their front and center without apology. And then at the end, we, we really bring it home and tell people how to come into a relationship with God. So, This would be a great way to reach your friends and neighbors.
1: That was me and uh, Pastor Greg Laurie talking about the new Johnny Cash movie, and you know the the importance of stories. It matters. We've been talking about that this hour, and talking about the the different kinds of things that happen in our life, the coincidences that uh, that happen. That really is God's involvement, and we'll talk about that more in the next segment. But for right now, we're going to give away some tickets. So here's what I want you to do: be caller nine right now to win a f- A pair of tickets to see Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon Movie. It will be in theaters throughout Southern California this coming Monday, December 5th through through Wednesday, December 7th, so three days next week. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday—it's a fathom event. You can get more ticket info at JohnnyCashMovie dot com, or you can go to Harvest dot org slash tickets and uh, get tickets there. Or you can be caller nine right now by calling eight 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 five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Go ahead and call. I forgot to play the the special music though. All right, caller nine right now to win a pair of tickets to see Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon Movie. You can call right now. I'm going to take a break while you are calling, and uh, we'll be right back as the Thursday edition of Southern California Live continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal
0: Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal
1: Live studio at 213-537-3812. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good to be with you. Hey, if you're still calling about the Johnny Cash tickets, uh, you can hang up. We have given them away. We did this with uh, the Caller 9. So Caller 9 won those tickets. And uh, we'll do it one more time again tomorrow. So we're going to give away two free tickets to the Johnny Cash movie tomorrow again. So just stay tuned for that and run from 3 to 5 each and every weekday. Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We've been talking about our stories. I think that's a great uh, tie-in even to the Johnny Cash thing because it's a story. Imagine, you know, whoever Caller 9 is. And they're going to get those tickets. Wouldn't it be amazing if there is some coincidence there that the person that they bring with them, or maybe they themselves, that their life has changed because they went to see that movie. Maybe the movie will change their life. Maybe something on the way there will change their life. Or they'll sit by somebody that uh, it will be just some profound coincidence that will impact their their lives. 888-528-2557 if you want to share your story. Jane in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. (laughs) Hi there. Hi, Jane. Go ahead.
3: I wanted to share my story. Um, last year, I was sending out Bible verses to my friends, which I usually do, and just send a little inspirational verse, you know, by text yeah. um, to bless their day. Well, I thought about sending one to my CPA. I didn't know if he was Christian, mm. but I just thought I wanted to send it to him, and I did. And, you know, we only talk around text time. Well, he calls me minutes later, and I thought, oh, no, he's going to say something, you know, bad. So um, to my surprise, he said that the second the text came in, he was about to get into a fatal crash on the freeway. Um, He was able to maneuver his car and not get into an accident. And so when he pulled over to the side of the freeway to call his wife, he picked up the phone and saw my text. Hmm. And he just wanted to thank me for that text because he felt like that was God saying, I just saved your life today.
1: Yeah, you never know what kinds of things God's going to do to uh, impact our life, to change that. And that's Mm -hmm. how fast life can change, right? Boom, things things happen like that. Thank you, Jane, for your call on that. 888-528-2557. You know, throughout the Bible, there's all kinds of coincidences when you read through the stories. That's something that's important about story. You know, if you're somebody who's new to the Bible, maybe you haven't read the Bible much or haven't given it much thought and I know that for, for some of you, you don't go to church and you don't even think about it, but you know, a lot of us, we go to church and we don't actually read our Bible. We might tell the people in our Sunday school class we read our Bible, but we don't, except for when, when we're in the Sunday school class. I mean, let's just be honest about that for a second. Studies say that that's true, that most uh, church-going people have not read most of the Bible, and uh, that's a big a big thing. Well, if you haven't read most of the Bible, one of the things that sometimes people are surprised about when they get into the Bible— if they don't know much about it, is how much of it is actually based on stories. I think some people feel like you know, the Bible is a religious book and it's a book that is full of a whole lot of doctrine and theology that's just sort of spelled out in a seminary sort of way and you learn and you memorize and you you have like a textbook kind of thing, but that's not what the Bible is. There's some of that in there, but mostly it is stories and most of the doctrines and the theology that we understand it's delivered by God through stories. And it's stories of real people in uh, the book of Ruth. If you ever study the book of Ruth, it's loaded with with tremendous doctrine and tremendous theology. In fact, I like to call it the Gospel of Ruth because the gospel is so clear in this Old Testament book. But it's a story. It is just the story of Ruth. And Boaz, the man she'd be with, and uh, her mom Naomi. A couple other people are in that story, and ultimately, it is a story that is leading into the family of who Christ will will be born into. But it's one coincidence after another uh, in the story. And, you know, as it turns out, the book always says, and so it happened, and so it happened, and so it happened, and these things start to happen. And you see all these coincidences. By coincidence, Ruth, if you know this story, she goes to glean in the field, uh, in a field because she's left her country, and uh, she's now poor, and she happens to go into a field that is owned by a guy named Boaz, just happens to be in that field. And by coincidence, he happens to come out, and uh, on that particular day... And by coincidence, he happens to notice her. And you have to imagine this is probably a big field, not somebody's backyard. You ever go out to like these major farms or wheat fields in the middle of our country? They're just enormous. You know, you could build a house on somebody's property and take them a while to find you, I think. It's um – you see this happen. You see the coincidence that he comes, the coincidence that he notices her. Uh, by coincidence, one of his servants notices her too, and that servant notices her character. And by coincidence, um, he tells Boaz about her character. And by coincidence, Boaz already knows this stuff about her character, which is, by the way, whenever you have couples uh, going on in in the Bible, you find that if there is attraction being being taught, that the right teaching about attraction to one another is character. Attraction for male to female or female to male, that you're attracted to somebody, even physically or in in a, that sort of way, romantically. Biblically speaking, the right way is because of their character, which makes sense, right? I mean, that's one of the scary things of, that happens so often today, is that we get attracted to somebody because of their job or their money or their looks, or something that is superficial, something that can be immediately gone or something that will just go away with age or as things happen. And then if that's the reason you're with them, then it's harder to stay connected with them. But if you're attracted to somebody by their character, you like to be with them and you recognize in a Christian way that there's somebody who legitimately wants to follow the Lord, you find out that that that's what's uh, central to your relationship. That's what's taught in the scriptures. Well, you have all these coincidences, and by coincidence, Boaz and Ruth get together. And, of course, it's not really a coincidence. It's God's plan. It was part of God's plan for salvation, actually, for all of us. And these these stories like that story, if you just want to read a good story, there's the book of Ruth. Read it. It's a great story. And just read it through. Just a few chapters. Just read it all the way through. It's a wonderful story. And then go back and read it and study it because when you study it, you're going to understand so much more about God's plan for your life and what God is doing, what maybe God is not doing. You know, how do all these uh, coincidences happen in our life? Part of the hard part is that the answer sometimes is it's none of your business until God decides to really let you know. All right. What you find in scriptural stories, but also you find this in real life, is that people who are living their life for God, people who actually are wanting to follow Jesus, they seem to have coincidences happen in their life more regularly that they can attribute to God, that they really see the purpose of. People always want to know what's God's will for my life. We all want to know that to a certain degree, but God's not going to tell us most of the time until he's ready. A great verse to memorize is Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may follow all the words of this law. You know, the secret things belong to the Lord. He's He's keeping some things. He might reveal them to us or he might not. That's That's his business. The things revealed belong to us and to our children forever. The things revealed are the things that are in Scripture, the things that you can go read and then we can follow all the words of this law. God's revealed his will to us in the Scripture. That's what it is. And the the way he has done it is through stories. And I think also the thing that we get from telling each other stories, even as callers called today and told their stories of the coincidence in their life and how uh, they were meaning, you know, to Jackie called and said that she was going to get drunk and and be depressed about it and went and got the alcohol and decided at the last minute to put it in her trunk and that if God provided her all green lights, she would go to this church service that she happened to hear about and by coincidence, all those things worked out, and her life changed at that moment. God is always active. I don't think that it's up to us to worry about the future or what God is doing. I think it is up to us to trust God that he is doing things, that behind the scenes, the secret things that belong to the Lord our God are for our best interest, that he's going to work out everything to the best of those, for those people who love him. And that our, our goal in our life, especially if we're, whatever we're going through, whether it's a hard time or a good time in our life, is to walk with the Lord and to live our life for God, to make him number one. You know, uh, and I got to tell you what, the faithful people who are trusting in the Lord, it seems like their plans come to fruition a lot more. And I believe that the reason for that is that their plans are also aligned with God's plans. Does that make sense? And when I run into Christians who are disrespectful or they're not righteous in their speech, they're not really trying to follow God, their best laid plans get messed up a lot more often. And maybe if you're hearing that, that's, that's maybe where you're at. Can I suggest this to you? This is a moment where sometimes we get really mad at God. God, why did you allow this to happen? And, you know, sometimes we have bad things happen and we are following the Lord and, and still bad things happen. But so often it seems like, you know, if you're having that moment, Take a moment in quiet and really say, how can I follow the Lord better with wherever I'm at? You know, sometimes I don't know what to do with the rest of my life, but, you know, I do have my plans, you know, whether they work or not. But I do know what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be a hard worker and I'm supposed to be a good husband and I'm supposed to be faithful to my wife and I'm supposed to not curse and I'm supposed to not get drunk and I'm supposed to be a a moral person and I'm supposed to love Jesus and, you know, the thing is, is if I do those things, life's going to work out pretty well. It's going to work out better. But I think I'm also going to have a lot more trust. And God tells us not to worry about the future, but instead to walk with him today. He tells us to be right with him, and then he'll take us where we need to be. That's what the Lord is doing in your life. And I think when you decide to walk with the Lord, when you really dedicate your life to that, you're going to notice a lot more coincidences start happening that line up with your plans. I think your plans become, you know, get moved into what God's plans are. Your plans change so that they are God's plans, and then you know what happens? Things start to work out, because God has this great plan for your life. I hope that's something helpful to you. Read the book of Ruth. You'll learn a lot about coincidences and how God works, and if you really study it, you're going to learn about the gospel and uh, what a great book the Bible is. I got to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some issues that are going on in the world today and how to protect our kids online, and uh, we'll get to that as the Thursday edition of Southern California continues Southern California Live continues stick to it. three-star general Michael J. Flynn
0: head of the Pentagon intelligence agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells